Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with a very exciting guest, Dr. Erin Moore, aka the Heartbreak Doctor, which I love. <laughs> she helps women heal their hearts so that they can build a life that they love. She's a licensed naturopathic physician and an expert in mind-body medicine. Erin, to show, introduce everybody to you, just kind of tell them a little bit about you, and then we'll kick off the interview. All right. Sounds good. I'm so happy to be here with you all. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, so yeah, let's see where to begin. Well, I guess I, I'm trained as a naturopathic physician, like Nicole said, and that's kind of how my, my journey to this heartbreak doctor and healing passion started. So I was I was just really drawn to the idea of um, of healing more than to medicine, and uh, so I found naturopathic medicine, and and then by the end of naturopathic medical school, I had uh, I met this teacher who who gave a lecture at a conference that I went to, and he just told shared all these amazing cases of patients who were spontaneously healed, himself spontaneously healed and irreversible diseases being reversed through this like mind body technique where, whereby he would associate the physical complaint with the mental emotional root, like ultimately a subconscious belief that was clearly connected to the physical symptom, whether it was, you know, pain in the knee or eczema or asthma or what have you. Um, and then by resolving and releasing this, the belief or the mental emotional wound around it, um, then the patient's symptoms would improve. And after I met that guy, I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm going to do whatever you do. And, uh, and so I studied with him for the next six years and ultimately got certified in um, and this practice, uh, my body healing practice called holistic counseling. Um, and I did that in a practice. I live in Oregon. So I did that in a small practice in Oregon or in Portland for a year or so. And, um, and last year I, I left Portland and moved out a bit to the country and decided to bring my, um, practice online. And that just kind of changed things for me. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll rewind just a bit, like the other part of this story, kind of a parallel path that I was walking. Um, even before medical school, I I married myself at a, a festival called Burning Man. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a little art and music festival in the desert, but it was kind of like a silly thing that turned out to be really profound for me and really helped me to relate to myself and um, understand that I was really my own healer, you know, that I had like a lot of power in what, in, in my life, you know? So, um, I went on to like really dive into that topic and I, I taught, I like basically made up a, a curriculum of self-marriage and I taught that after medical school for a couple of years. So I kind of had this kind of passion of teaching self-love, self-healing as self-marriage when I, when I brought my business online this year. So um, I kind of started building a community around this idea of self-healing through self-marriage. And then I was at the same time, whenever I would bring them together, we'd like talk about 
different aspects of self-healing. And um, then when I would work with them privately, I would do use this mind-body technique. And it's just kind of now that's that's what I'm like doing online. I've kind of just like I've got a a, a sweet little community of women who are all like interested in learning how to love themselves. And I've really got a passion for just for their hearts, you know, and like helping them to be, to be their, their own healer. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, that's how I, I came to be where I am now and what I'm so passionate about. Like some, somehow this combination of the mind body connection and self-love and self-healing, like teaching this to, to women has become like a really powerful, um, combo and like just fun thing for me to explore. Empowerment through self-love is, yeah. is definitely like a, a I, I think that that's a point that a lot of people have to get to. It's not where, you, I don't know if it, I feel like it's not where you start. Like you hear self-love and I think your first instincts are to kind of shrug, like shrug it off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love myself. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I love the, I love the self-marriage because, you know, recognizing that you are, and you know, your most important partner, like we put yeah. other people before ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thing is, it's a relationship that you have with yourself. You know, it's not just like, Oh, I love me, but Oh, you actually have to work on this. You have to learn how to be kind and honest and trust and forgive, you know? So there's like actual, um, I think this, I, I think that's a, you know, people are like, oh, self-love, like, yeah, I took a bubble bath last week, you know, but it can, it, it and that is, that, that counts too, you know, but it is, um, I, I've, I've found that there's so much effective healing skills in just learning how to relate to yourself. Like we can, nobody's going to be able to do a better job than you. Like you can get all the healers and and coaches that you want and they'll support you. But ultimately, you know, it's all healing is self-healing. You're the one that does it. So may as well, you know, learn some, some skills, be a little more proficient at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that it made me think of something that I do in the morning, and this is a fairly recent practice that I've added because and it, it's surprisingly powerful. So um, just when I wake up in the morning, I've always, a long time ago, I started being grateful in the morning. So like, instead of waking up and going, oh, I don't want to get up and really catching that and not making my first thought a negative one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started to say things like, oh, this bed is so comfy. Like how, how lucky am I that I get to be in this soft, cozy bed that I don't want to get up? Like how lucky mm-hmm. am I? And just shifting that around. And then that I did a long time ago and I saw a big effect from that. But one of the most impactful things that I've done, is, and this is recent, is I tell myself that I love, I, I love you in the morning, like the first thing I do. So I like, usually the first thought is that like, I don't want to get out of bed and be like, you know, I do the gratitude thing and then I'll shift into like, I love you, Nicole. Yes. I love you. I give myself a little hug and Mm -hmm. the shift that that has made just that tiny little thing. It's, it's more of a reminder than anything else Mm -hmm. to just be kind to myself because this is my vehicle for 
everything, everything I want to do, everything I want to create, yeah. everything. Um, it, it all, it's all going to come for me. Yeah. Your vehicle made special for you. The rarest thing in the universe. There's not another one like it. And Nicole, that's so funny because I bet like this, what you do in the morning is something that I, is, is something that I prescribe to each of my clients <laughs> as a, a practice of self-kindness in the morning, in the evening, that's like just kind of what you described, but with a, with the added component component of breath. And maybe you would just naturally do that anyhow, you know, mm-hmm. breath and body and like a, a kind internal dialogue to start and end your day. That's really, uh, yeah, I, I call it undercover kindness. It's a good time to like practice it in the morning and the evening, you know, but um, as a way to start to rewire the, uh, the brain to be more kind, you know, because a lot of people, um, I'm sure some of your listeners can relate, their default is to be a jerk to themselves, you know, or to be condescending or critical. You know, so that, that's just a bad habit that can be broken. (laughs) And let's talk about that in the context of growing a business in the context of entrepreneurship. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that you have an interesting take on healing and how healing can affect your business in a positive way. And I would love to just have a conversation around this because we haven't talked about this on the show yet. And it's Mm -hmm. something I have wanted to, to bring up. And it wasn't necessarily that I didn't know how, but I, it just has to be the right conversation. So I'm so glad that you're on and we get to talk about this. And so, so what is your take on the, what we have going on inside in our bodies and how that affects our business? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's almost like, well, there, I would want to say at first, it's almost the other way around. But first of all, I have um, the belief that the universe conspires in our favor, that everything that happens in our life is in service of us, even if, even if it feels like tortuous, you know, like there is like, it is here to help us to help our soul's evolution, you know, so um all of you guys have been, if you're growing businesses, you know that there are parts that are tortuous, right? But if you can take them as, uh, what I really love to do is kind of look at, at business, um, our business challenges as, as opportunities for deeper healing within. So um, one great example is like our fear of judgment. Because like, what are we what are we all trying to do anyways? Like we're all just trying to create a life where we can feel free to be ourselves and more and more of ourselves as we go. And what do we want in our businesses? Like a a truly, like really um, a business that like comes from the heart that is like the most rewarding in the end is one that is like reflective of who we are, where we can show up to our business and be ourselves. You know, so we're all out there like trying to create that. So as we run up against obstacles, like, oh, you know, this sounds stupid or like this has been said so many times before, um, the dialogue that's in your head is often a very old one, you know, one that um, has probably been happening uh, on stage or backstage, you know, in the conscious or subconscious mind. Um, since you were a kid, likely, 
you know? So these, um, you know, I'm, uh, uh, this isn't good enough to share. If I, if I share this, then they won't like me. Um, the, the thoughts that go on through so many of, um, entrepreneurs that go through so many of our minds, um, that is, that is the thing that needs to be healed. So when we heal that within us and that goes deep, you know, that goes, that goes back to our, often our original wounds when we can really, that's what we need to do though, to heal that original wound in order to be able to show up in our business, like as who we are and be able to share what is truly on our hearts and, and serve how we were really meant to serve, you know? So kind of like that in a nutshell. (sighs) Yeah. I I always get like, I'm a very, I, I have I always come up with sort of visual analogies just to sort of make sense of these things for myself. And, and I always think about it. Like if you have, if you had baggage and you were trying to get into, so our next level is like the next room that we want to get in. And there's a doorman at that door and saying like, you can't come in with those bags. You're going to have to leave them behind. Mm -hmm. We're so attached to them. And we look at them. We're like, but I've had these bags forever. These are mine. Who am I without these bags? Yeah. And he's like, well, if you want to come in, you've got to let them go. Yeah. But they're attached to me. And and so I just always have this, this idea where it's, it's like, you know, the red velvet rope won't be opened for you to get through. Um, bounce is not going to let you through until you ditch those bags. And we have to figure out how to do that. Sometimes we don't even know how to get rid of them. They're so ingrained in us. Yes. So, and, and I think that that's, and I, I often hear a lot from people too. They're like, because this is the definition of being stuck right? You don't know what baggage you have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes you do, and you don't know how to get rid of it. More often than not, though, I hear from people that they don't know why they're stuck. They don't know what they need to get rid of. I journal, but I don't know what to journal on. I, you know, like I get that. I hear that a lot Mm where they say, I've done that. I feel like I've done the work. Mm -hmm but I'm not getting anywhere. I'm still stuck. Mm-hmm. And it, it's unfortunate where, you know, cause, cause sometimes the conversation goes a little bit more frustrating than that, where they're, they're like, I've worked on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did that. Like, but if it's still a problem, then you didn't yeah. work through it completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so if it keeps being shown to you, the universe is saying there's still stuff back there. Yeah. And you know, there's always stuff. <laughs> We're never done. But I, uh, speaking of visuals, I love this. Um, I, I didn't make it up. It's like part of like mystical traditions, but this um, concept of the spiral. So, you know, the healing path is not linear. And sometimes people describe it as like a roller coaster, but my experience of it with myself and with my clients is like a spiral. So we often do come back to the same thing. But when we come back to it, we are a different person, you know, and we need to, we need to woman up and look at it again because it's back again, you know, and it's, and it's here to serve us because everything is, it's here to serve like our soul's evolution. So really, truly like any, any of you who are like, oh, you know, I really, I thought I did that work. I, I, I sat in therapy for hours and I like had a shaman, you know, cut the cord or whatever it is that, that you do. Um, it'll, it often like comes back, but it's not, it's not the same thing. So this has been a really just helpful perspective shift for me is not to look at these wounds as like these 
yeah, awful, like heavy things like, oh no, like now I've, now, now I'm going to have to experience that again. But really as, you know, as aids in helping me to be able to be more of who I am. Because every time you go through it, you you heal it, and uh, to some degree, to whatever degree is available at the time, and then and then you get to be more you, and you get like a little more movement and a little more freedom. So if that can happen every time you come around to it, then um, then what what more could we ask for? Maybe like it would just be too much. I don't know. Maybe we would uh, evaporate or something if we got it all at once. We have to take it in little bite sized chunks. <laughs> Processing takes time. It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you take your people through or what would you, so if someone's listening to this and they're like, no, I know I have stuff. I've, I've found some things, but I'm, you know, maybe they grew up poor or maybe they grew up, you know, I, I think money mindset is a big thing. And, and that can be tied to, it's not always what you think. What, what needs to be healed isn't always the surface issue that's being presented either. It can be much more deep rooted than that yeah. and tricky. <laughs> um, so, so if somebody says like, I, I know what I have, that I have these limiting beliefs. I know that I have this like coding in me that needs to be changed, but I don't know how to do it. I've, I've journaled, I've meditated, I've, tried EFT. I've tried all of these things and it's just not working. Where do you, what, what do you, what would you say to that person? Well, first of all, it, my first thought is like, you have to, one thing I learned about change. So like I used to teach these behavior change classes when I was first out of school. Um, because like naturopathic doctors, they'd, we spend so much time with, it's like, we're known for spending more time with our clients and really digging in and it's like, okay, all right. So what we, we figured out the route and what you got to do is you got to quit smoking cigarettes and start eating more vegetables and drinking more water and meditating and exercising and, you know, taking contrast showers every day. Okay. So you do that and come back in a month. And then, but like, how hard is it to like do all that stuff? So I was really, uh, that was a, a passion of mine when I, when I first started out. And one thing that I came to learn and teaching those classes, which surprise, surprise, ultimately turned into self-marriage courses, um, is that you have to accept and love yourself right where you are. Like just from the, how you were describing that, 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 that woman, you know, um, and of course, yeah, I, it sounds like there's a bit of like resistance or like, this is not okay. I have to fix this, you know, but just really, um, before, before change, like it, it, it's like, yeah, accepting and all its forms. So sometimes that can come as like kindness or compassion or gratitude or forgiveness, but really just like, this is welcome in my reality right now. I welcome this. I accept it. I love myself for this light, this, this reality this, that I'm experiencing. It really like opens the door for change to happen. But if there's an attitude of like, of resistance and um, like not okayness of this aspect of yourself, it has, it has a tendency to just kind of like wall it off and kind of solidify and keep it in, in place. So, um, I'm not sure 
yeah, I think that would, that should be helpful for all of us just to be like, this is to really recognize that this is okay. Like how it is right now, like, and to accept and love and welcome this like part of you that you might be judging as like, you know, or trying to analyze or whatever, you know? Yeah. There's, um, there's this roomy poem. I don't know if you know it and I don't know the whole thing and it's a little long, but uh, it just starts off with it. You made me think about this. The, and when I think about this work, I think about this poem. It's, it starts out with this life is a guest house. Mm. Each. So, and the whole point of it is, is that if you think about your life as like, if you were a B and B and every Every traveler that came in, every emotion was a traveler and every experience is a traveler. And what if you welcomed them like you would if you owned this b and I am like giving a very 2020 kind of yeah. like read on it. Hermie wasn't talking about Airbnb. But, but, but that, that poem, I, that one always comes up for me because I think about that. Like when you get angry, when a challenge presents itself, I think about it as the guest house and like, how would I greet this? Mm. How would I greet this moment? If this were my guest house, if I sit and yeah. I live in, in that space and I live that, that, lesson. Um, how can I do that? How can I welcome this with an open heart without judgment of myself or the Mm -hmm. situation and see it for what it is. It is somehow a beautiful lesson, which might be wrapped in a ton of poo-poo, um, which happens sometimes, (laughs) but it is all our teacher. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I learned, uh, I'm not, yeah, I, I really learned this. There, there's this, I don't know, it's a, a tangent. We probably don't need to go down, but this meditation um, technique called Vipassana is like the, the, the practice that I'm most committed to. Um, and basically there's a lot of moments that feel like torture during it. And the, the, the whole, cause you're supposed to like, it's first of all, a silent retreat and um so and and no eye contact and you can't talk it's really kind of it's a bit hardcore it's like a meditation boot camp mm-hmm. but um, and then there's uh, you go through periods of stillness where you're not supposed to move and the idea is to generate equanimity which is just like neither craving nor aversion for the situation like full acceptance of this moment as it is no matter how much it hurts or how good it feels like just this is so I, this is welcome here has been a mantra that I have like breathed through. I don't know how so many hours. This is welcome here. This too, this also is welcome here. <laughs> and it, yeah. And so I think that's a really, a really powerful teaching and yeah, it's easier said than done. You know, Rumi, what a blessing that, you know, his, his existence and his work, but to be that a guest house, but then you also have to be like a good, um, landlord or whatever you call them. Like if you're a jerk, you're like, no, nope, no, nope, that guest, you know, I'm going to evict you, you know, <laughs> you have to be a, a gracious host for all the experiences that come in, go out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, so I want to, I want to shift a little bit because I do want to talk about, um, I, I want to talk about the concept of healing through your business. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I've heard you talk about it and I, I kind of just wanted to touch on it because I think it would be interesting for, for people to hear about, mm-hmm. because I do believe that entrepreneurship, like I always say business is spiritual, that this yeah. journey, if you're called to it, then, mm-hmm. you know, you're somewhat of a seeker. And I think like when you were talking about healing over medicine earlier, I feel like, like, I always think if you, if you feel like you're a healer or you want to be healed, it's, it's a search for answers, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, that there's something in you that's saying like, I know there's more, I know there's more for me mm-hmm. and I need to figure it out. Cause I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I feel the infinite potential pulling. Mm-hmm. So it may be maybe one way that I would frame this is uh, maybe you are the healer and your business is your medicine, mm. you know, like that. Um, because you're, uh, that's, that's one way, you know, cause it's all, it's all, it's all connected, but that might be one practical way to look at it. Honestly, that's what's helped me. Like you and I both, Nicole, we have built and are building, you know, our businesses always, always running up against um, challenges and obstacles. So we are, we are our own healers. We are the healers. So then we have chosen this medicine. Uh, you know, entrepreneurs, no one's making you do this. Like this is coming from deep within you. You know that this is in your best good. You know, this is in your highest interest to be like who you were meant to be and serve on this planet in the way that you were meant to serve. So you have chosen this. This is this is the medicine that you have that you're like that your wisdom in your wisdom you have chosen for yourself. So really treat it in that way you know and what i what has just really been helpful to me is whenever my business makes me feel like i want to die <laughs> there is that's my healing there like this is i gave, i chose this i chose this i put myself on this path nobody else put me here so like what am what am i what am i to gain from this moment and it's kind of like i was saying earlier like the, it's really, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like some kind of convoluted trick that we play on ourselves to help us become more ourselves and help our souls evolve. Right. So, um, whether that's, um, and ultimately like what it comes down to most of the time is being, um, worthy without condition. So we, like our business, when we, um, and all these challenges that we run up against, it's often like, oh, a, a condition on our worth, you know, like um, not making enough money uh, to be worthy or not um, cute enough for the video or not smart enough for the interview or, you know, whatever, like the, um, you know, name your business challenge. It's a challenge because, yeah, it's it's challenge you, challenge you on it, challenging you on a, on a deep level. So if we want our businesses to grow, like we want that to the faster, we want that to happen faster Then I really like the, the secret is to use it as an opportunity to heal, heal more deeply. Um, and, um, yeah. And so that, that may be, I think the one way to really do that is just like I said, like, how is this, like, how is this, in what way does this threaten my safety? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's for each of us. And there's so many different paths and so many different healers to work out. Like, how does this, 
um, uh, yeah, how, how is this a threat to me? And then if you, the work to do, the work, the internal work is to really affirm that self-worth um, through, uh, through whatever healing modality you might choose. There's so many for different people, but then once you have that, once you like are, you've healed and built up that self-worth to feel safe in that moment, then that is what they call manifestation, right? <laughs> you know, like once you've, because it's like, you can't, no matter how, uh, yeah, how, how many like affirmations you say, and, um, I don't know what, you know, like light incense or whatever it is that people do. Um, like if you really want to manifest something in your life, you have to feel worthy to receive it at the deepest level. And your business can be the way to kind of systematically teach you how to do that. Yeah. I mean, you touched on so many things there. I, I like that. I kind of want to highlight, you know, and because, or just sort of back to the, you know, how does this threaten my safety? I think is a great mm -hmm. question to ask yourself because, um, we don't, I don't think we think about it that way. I don't think we think about the fact that I, I think we, you know, it goes to the, you have to do, you have to get out of your comfort zone that mm -hmm. threatens your safety because Absolutely. obviously, have, and I think that, that people understand that concept. They're like, I get it. I know this thing. This is the world that I know and anything outside of that world mm -hmm. to my brain and to like, to, to my body are, you know, terrifying and not mm -hmm. safe. Um, I think that that when we, when we look at this, like saying, how does this threaten my safety to really realize that, you know, you live in a paradigm that is, it's just what you accept mm -hmm. and what you are currently accepting is safe and anything else that you try to do is somehow a threat to that safety. Mm -hmm. And when we can tune into that. And another question that I ask my people too, is like, I'll say like, what, what, what don't I want to feel right now to sort of tap into what you're afraid of doing when you're stuck? Because mm -hmm. it's usually one of those things. What don't I want to feel or mm -hmm. how do I not feel safe yeah. when I step into this space? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, totally. It, yeah. It makes me often we like cover up like these more uncomfortable emotions with easier emotions like anger and irritability and things like that. But really what we need to deal with is the underlying emotions that may be, yeah, sadness or loneliness or, or whatever. Um, yeah, but that is like the, so the subconscious mind, which will, will I'll say is, you know, the voice of your inner critic often, you know, like this, mm -hmm. this, like uh, the tape that plays again and again. Um, one thing um, I, work with on my uh, work through with my clients is really seeing how like it's befriending the inner critic because the inner critic ultimately is trying to keep you safe is trying to keep you like plain small because whatever you've been doing has got, kept you alive up until this point maybe not happy maybe not like totally fulfilled or definitely not fully yourself right but it's like it's kept you like this is you, if you want to be accepted in the world, then, uh, you know, then you have to get all the certificates and have everything perfect before your launch, you know? And like, so that's your inner critic, even though you're like, 
dang it, you're this perfectionist. Like, I don't, I know you're not like, I don't, that's not going to help me. I need to take massive imperfect action. You know, like, yeah, we all like know that, but to, uh, that's like kind of another level that I think maybe a lot of people don't really think about that can help us like understand how, um, we may be, how like these seemingly innocuous actions might be threatening our safety. You know, like what is the inner critic? If it goes against your inner critic, then it's threatening your safety, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if your inner critic is like active, your, your safety in some way is threatened because it's trying to keep you on the same path that you've been on. Yeah. Like fear or, you know, th- that type of fear where your inner critic keep kicking up is one of those things that should be a signal for you to, to keep going in that direction because it's obviously something it's, it's the path. Yeah. And it's just a scary part of it, but something else that you brought up before, and I think it ties to safety is most of us don't feel safe because we don't feel worthy. Yeah. They are really connected. Yeah. Because uh, our, what keeps us safe is like the conditions that we've learned of our worth, right? Like we're safe. If, he thinks I look cute and she thinks I'm a good mom and, you know, on and on and on. If everybody has this opinion of me, then I'm safe, mm-hmm. you know? And then, but then like, I'm worthy, right? You're right. So it's like the the same. And if your worth is threatened, then you're, then it's your safety is threatened, right? Yeah. Right. Well, if you're, if you're stepping out and you're letting the world see that you want something bigger, then you're saying I'm worthy of something. If you don't, mm-hmm. so you're, you're th- that your action is saying it, but inside, if you don't feel that worthiness, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a hard time. You're not going to be able to call in and create mm-hmm. what you want to create because at the heart of it, you don't truly feel worthy of the thing that you want to make happen. Mm-hmm. And so when we, so when our inner critic or when, you know, we kind of our subconscious kicks up, and is saying, don't step out there. It's no, no, no. Like I, I, again, one of my visuals, one of the things that I think about is it's like, you know, don't go to that party. They're all going to laugh at you. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of that fear of judgment all is tied to, and and let's face it, growing a business online, Mm -hmm. you have to confront judgment. You are going to be judged. It's that's not a myth. It's going to happen. Um, It's a matter of how you let that affect you and your relationship to the judgment. And that comes from having a good solid hold on you being worthy, not for anything that you do, Mm -hmm. but for just being you. And that's where I think we come back to this, just this whole self-love thing. If you can love yourself fully and wholly, Mm -hmm. then you will, that will be kind of the silver bullet for everything that gets in your way. I mean, if there is a silver bullet, it's that, you know, and this is why this is like the gift of entrepreneurship and, and business in general, and especially an online business. Um, Yeah. So we have to, the more we heal and have that, like our solid and our own self-worth, the more business success we will have. You know, because we'll be able to withstand all the uh, the judgment, and we'll be able to create what's really inside of us, and not just what we think everyone else would like. You know, yeah. That's when you step out with your truth. That's when you step out 
Mm-hmm. I, I would say the goal is not perfection. The goal is wholeness. <laughs> and when you step yeah. out as your whole self and you love your whole self, that's when you become limitless. Nothing can touch you. That's the magic. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So good. Well, I think that is a great note. I feel like we've sort of brought that full circle. I don't even want to take it down any other paths because I feel like we, we've we've sort of encapsulated the whole episode and everything we talked about just right here. Erin, yeah. um, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Erin Moore. Um, do you have any last things that you want to you want to leave with the listeners? You want anything you want to say to them before we wrap up? Um, just okay. So my suggestion would be to um, just what Nicole said she's doing in the beginning. You know, when you wake up in the morning, um, give yourself a squeeze, practice telling yourself that you love yourself and take a few nice deep breaths and like feel super cozy in your bed and have gratitude for a few things. If you can do that every morning um, and in the evening before you go to bed, like that, little thing that's just like the a first great a great first step on the on the way to um to building your self-worth that's how it happens baby steps for the win it's one of my mottos date yourself man you know just yeah. remember you are worth you are worth just as much affection as you give to your partner and to your kids and to everybody yeah else. yeah and i like yeah think of it as a relationship it doesn't have to be perfect but it is some you're stuck with you forever so you know may as well work on it might as well enjoy it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, where can where can our listeners t- stay in touch with you? Where can they keep up with all that you are doing? How how do they how do they keep the relationship going with you after this episode? I would love to hang out with you guys. If you want to find me, uh, the best place is the um, my Facebook group. It's called the Heart Healing Sisterhood on on Facebook. So maybe you can put a link, or y'all can uh, search for it. And yeah, it's just a, a sweet little community of all of us doing this work, trying to be better partners for ourselves, be our own best healers. Well, that is awesome. We will absolutely link that up in the show notes. Uh, but guys, go to the Heart Healing Sisterhood. We will have that that link for you very, very easily accessible inside the show notes. So you can just click on it, join the group, and stay in touch with Erin and her whole community there. Yeah. Guys, thank you, Aaron, Dr. Erin Moore. Thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation, and I'm so yeah. glad that I got to start this topic and open up this topic on the show mm-hmm. with you. This was such a great way to kick it off. And thank you for listening. If you got all the way to the end, we so appreciate you. So grateful for your time and you spending it with us. Remember, guys, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become a limitless entrepreneur. You have a great rest of your day, everybody. We will see you on our next episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next-level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.